I just hit the mic. Okay. And also, I was trying to not swallow because I was like, they're going to hear a swallow noise. I can usually edit all those out. Okay, okay. great, great. All right, I'm going to turn this this way. Uh-huh. And... Pray to the like, pray to the pronunciation gods. Mm, no, There's not I a didn't whole do lot. That. I did. I couldn't. <laughs> There's not a whole lot. Bless me. Hard to pronounce words in here. And I did look up the one place, so yeah, that should be good. Okay. Hey, Kara. Hey, Megan. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. This is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. This is Kara, and this is Megan. We should probably make an altar um, and Google what are the gods over words. And oh yeah, just gods of words. Give them cookies every day. <laughs> what do they like? Dictionaries, pages out of a thesaurus. Just lay them at their feet. <laughs> like every day, bring them all of our them. mispronounced words. We should just mm-hmm. like. I'm gonna go to half price books, and we're gonna buy a really old thesaurus and put a page on it every day. I'm with. I'm down. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's make candles out. That seems. <laughs> It's perfect. Great. <laughs> I'm so excited. I um have been all over Instagram and I've got this magazine at the grocery uh-huh. store. Like I'm all in for like Halloween crafts. And oh my crafts. gosh. Yes. I always am. Mm-hmm. I never really end up doing any of them, but I get no, really excited. No, but I love them so much. <laughs> yeah. I was at Marshall's, no, Home Goods the other day. I had Sophie with me and I found this cookie stamp set and it's Halloween. Like the, just the sugar cookies. You cut them out with stampers mm-hmm. and they're all Halloween and Sophie said, what are you going to do with those? You're going to leave that in that container for the next, like, three years. And I said, even, me, if, Sophie. even if I do, that doesn't matter. Yeah. And then I got these little... I will not be attacked. No. And then I got these little pumpkin pie presses. And she said, you're not going to use those either. I said, but they're adorable and I might. Listen, Sophie. Don't tell me what to do. What is happening? Don't tell when me. did she get this smart? Don't, exactly. Don't tell me what to do with my <laughs> fall festival. Wait till you're a middle-aged woman. Yeah. And you, you want to buy something. You want to wander And then your daughter's like, <laughs> you're never going to use those. You're not, what are you going to do with that? about who's right. Okay. I don't care if I'm frivolous. <laughs> These purchases make me I'm happy. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't like them sitting in my drawer. And every time I open the drawer, I'm like, I'm like, there it is. Someday. Someday. It's like all the right. notebooks that I have right. over here. Oh, same. That are so pretty and never right. to be used. Right. right. I love them. Mm-hmm. Because nothing me. is ever good enough to put in those pages. No, no, no. I have like five canvas totes from like our podcast stuff. And yes. each one has like three notebooks in it. And people are like, what are you doing with these? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I might I need like them, them one day. Like that, though. Yeah. And each one has a to-do list in it from months ago that I don't know. Because once I write in them, they're ruined. Ruined. <laughs> ruined. So then you got to clearly, like cleanly rip yes. that page out. You cannot leave marks that... You know that there was a page in there before. No. We're the same. Absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> All righty. Somebody's going to message us and be like, I've diagnosed you and. <laughs> don't tell us. We don't want to. <laughs> we don't know. So this story I have. Uh-huh. Today, a little side piece. Someone just sent it to us. Louise. Hello. Hello she Louise. just sent this what on Instagram. I know. Uh, maybe in the last week or two. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. I was fascinated. I'd never heard of it. And once I read it, I'm like, mm, it's a good little mm-hmm. story. I probably should tell this. Yeah. Again, it's a nice little mystery. Because no one dies. Oh, wow. Okay. Are you ready? Somebody's moving there. What, what is it? Do you think? It's a, are they like, oh, are Megan and Kara recording the I podcast? see that. I see that car out there. It's, oh, it's time. Let's yard. let's definitely get out the leaf blower and the lawnmower. And my helicopter. And the generator. And, my <laughs> and the president. And let's just stand outside and scream as and loud as we can. I think he's can. at the Queen's funeral. I think he is. So Did you? We can't blame Did him. Did you watch it? Like, I didn't realize that they, like, showed them, like, being pulled into the bottom of the no, I didn't watch it. No, like the casket just kind of disappeared into the building, and I was like, "Who else is buried here?" Lots of kings and queens. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I um really love mm-hmm. royal gossip. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, yeah. There's a website called Celebitchy, mm-hmm. like C E L E. Yeah. B I T C H Y. Yeah. 
it's generally celebrity gossip, mm-hmm. but ever since things started getting real juicy, mm-hmm. which would basically be when William and Kate, mm-hmm. Catherine, whatever, mm-hmm. when they were close to getting engaged is when it really started leaning in yes. hard on the royal stuff. Oh, yeah. So it still has like celebrity gossip in general, but basically any royal gossip I want to know, it's there. I have no idea what it would be like to live with a country in a country that has a royal family. No, that'd be I wild. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. This is gonna actually takes place in England. So Does it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. See how that all Ties segues. <laughs> Maybe I'm a prophet. hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. Agatha Miller mm-hmm. was, Aggie. was born on September 15th, 1890 in the seaside town of Torquay. Torquay. Devon. It's Devon. Devon. One or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In England. Yep. She was the youngest of three children and she was much younger than her two older siblings, kind of like to the point that makes her seem like she was either surprised. Oh, like the one I'm carrying at the moment. I think body. even younger than she's. Oh, wow. Be. Okay. Her dad was an American and he homeschooled Agatha, which was pretty unusual back right. then. Her mom was really great at storytelling and things like that, yeah. but she didn't want Agatha to learn to read until oh. she was eight. Huh. And I don't know why eight was the magic. Yeah, number. why is that happening then? I don't know. But it doesn't really okay. matter because Agatha taught herself to read oh, by the time Matilda. she was five. Yeah. I also basically taught myself to read. I don't know if you know this. My first grade teacher was a friend of my mom's. Mm-hmm. And there was another parent of somebody else mm-hmm. who, because I could read so well in first grade. Right. It was back in the 80s when it's just so bizarre to think about now. But back then, people were like, her parents worked with her too much. They oh, shouldn't yeah. have done she, that. She needed time to play they outside. They taught her to read. Yeah. And my teacher was like, listen, I know her mother. Mm-hmm. Her mom didn't teach her to read. Yeah. she. God taught her to read. Is she what she made- says. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just memorized how, what words looked like. Right. That's how I'd learned yeah. to read. I just memorized Same. what they looked like and then later figured out, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that's why I'm so great at pronouncing things. That's why you're really good at knowing how things sound. Agatha was a really creative kid. Okay. Obviously, she enjoyed reading. Right. And she was really into, like, Louisa May Alcott, Mm -hmm. Little Women, and children's stories by Edith Nesbitt, poetry, and American thrillers. And then when she was 11, her father died of a heart attack. I know. So it's kind of sudden. And she was really close to him because he stayed her mother. So this was hard on her, Mm -hmm. obviously. She and her mother went from living this nice upper middle class life to one of poverty. This might have had an impact on Agatha's feelings about security and money later in her life, which we'll get to Hmm. in a few minutes. So all that creativity and drive and love of reading came together as Agatha grew older. And you now know her as Agatha Christie. (gasps) Oh, She is, I didn't know this, the best-selling novelist of all time. Really? She is only outsold by the Bible. (laughs) Jesus. Literally. And Shakespeare. And I'm like, well, Shakespeare's got a few hundred years on her. Plus, he's like required by all the schools. And Mm -hmm. she's not. So I'm going to be more impressed with Agatha Christie. She's best known for her 66 detective novels, 14 collections of short stories, and the longest running play in theater history, which I also didn't know. It's called The Mousetrap. It's a murder mystery that opened in London's West End in 1952, and it ran continuously until COVID hit in March 2020 when it was forced to stop, but then it reopened in May of 2021. It's a whodunit with a twist ending, and audience members are asked not to reveal the ending when they leave the theater, <gasps> which I just love. 
Oh, how cool is that? Okay, so, but let's rewind a little bit to the time before Agatha becomes this super successful mystery writer. Okay. When she's 22-year-old Agatha Miller, and she attended a local dance. That's where she met Archie Christie, an aviator. And when World War I began in 1914, that's um, in the 1911s. In the 11s, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was up to the 20s, yeah. He was sent to France. (laughs) I like those times. (laughs) (laughs) And Agatha worked as a voluntary aid detachment nurse in Torquay's Red Cross Hospital. So she didn't go to Najira's, though? No, no, no. They were married on Christmas Eve of that same year in 1914 when Archie came home on leave and then he went back to the war. And so, back to the war. Back to the war. Back to the war. They didn't get to spend a lot of time together, obviously, because he's at war. Yeah. But they both experienced war life because she was also working. Yeah. So during this time, a bunch of Belgian refugees moved to Turkey. I'm telling you, isn't it weird how it's like kind of got. Yeah. But these aren't POWs, right. they're just refugees. And it yeah. said that they were the inspiration for Agatha's most famous detective, Hercule Poirot. Oh. My mom loves him. She has oh. like one of her favorite characters ever. Her older sister, Agatha's older sister, was also a published writer. Okay. And she was like, I bet that you can't write a good detective story. And Agatha's like, challenge accepted. And that's how Agatha wrote her first novel called The Mysterious Affair at Styles. Oh. It's all about Harry Styles uh-huh. and his affairs. Affairs, <sighs> yes. In January 1918, Archie is posted at the war office in London. So the couple finally gets to move to London and Yay. live together. Mm-hmm. And Agatha felt like this is when her married life really got to begin because they okay. got to actually be together yeah. all the time. The following year, that novel that she wrote was published. It's her first publication uh, or her first novel publication. And then she and Archie welcomed their first and only child. A baby girl named Rosalind. So cute. At the end of her novel, did she say, oh, by the way, sis, kick rocks? <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. It took a few years before she really began to make money off of writing. By 1926, she gets an impressive advance. And Agatha, Archie, and Rosalind moved to a new home in Berkshire. And she named the home Styles after that book, which I just oh. love. Now, even though she was making pretty good money, mm-hmm. Agatha did not want to spend a lot of money she wasn't comfortable just being free and loose with the finances okay she insisted on living this careful modest lifestyle and this is where that whole thing that happened with her dad comes into play i mean she had had her whole world turned upside down when she was 11 yeah and it left her with some issues related to her dad's death and the sudden dramatic impact it had on her family's finances as a Mm -hmm. kid there were some people who say that agatha's wish to keep a tight rein on her money is what led to her marital issues. Oh, no. So, of course, Agatha is to blame for the fact that Archie begins having an affair with his 25-year-old secretary. Mm. It's all her fault, you see. It's really Archie is but a victim of Agatha's childhood trauma. Right. So, the 25-year-old secretary, her name is, of course, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) Nancy. Nancy Neal, actually. I should note, one article called her his secretary, another article called her his golfing buddy and friend of the family. Maybe she's all of those things. Not sure. What we do know is that she is his girlfriend. Okay. Agatha is 36 years old at this time, which I would like to point out is still very young. Right. And very hot. Right. very sexy. See? And it's fine. Just as good as any 25-year-old. Second article. (laughs) (laughs) I swear. Every time you say second, it makes you laugh. It's also like, 
Agatha's way closer to that wonderful magical age of 40 when you get to like right. level up in like yeah, all supreme the female goddess exactly. level. Exactly. So she's lucky. Right. 1926 mm-hmm. was a tough year for Agatha. Her mother died of bronchitis in April of that year, Ooh. and they had been really close ever since her dad yeah, died. Yeah, of you know? course. And a few months later, she learned of Archie's affair, <gasps> and Archie asked for a divorce. Oh, he did? He didn't try to kill her? No, I mean, so wow. that seems... Right, wow. I mean, helpful, right? Yeah. I guess we can give him credit for that. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> On December 3rd, 1926, Agatha and Archie had a fight at their home. Hmm. Archie left... He would be gone the whole weekend, spending it with friends, including Nancy. Oh, Nancy. After he leaves, Agatha packs a small suitcase for herself, and she also left. And mm. she left Rosalind, who's about seven at this point, with the maid. And she let the maid know, she's like, I'm not going to be, I won't be home tonight. The following morning, Agatha's car is found in some bushes along the side of the road, several miles away in Guildford, Surrey. Hmm. The car had been in an accident. According to the front page article in the Times, I'm assuming the London Times, the car was found with its two front tires overhanging a chalk pit. Oh. And it had apparently, like, the car had kind of run away. And the only thing that had kept the car from plunging into the pit was the row of bushes. Okay. The headlights were on. A suitcase and coat were in the back seat. And Agatha was nowhere to be seen. She's her own mystery. hmm This was front page news immediately. Of course, yeah. A reward was offered for tips about Agatha's whereabouts, and all available police were mobilized. Everyone was looking for her. Oh, my gosh. She wasn't, like, super famous Agatha Christie yet, but she was a well-known mystery writer at the time. Three days later, Archie's brother gets a letter, which I think is odd that he receives His brother would get it, yeah. Okay. um, From Agatha, saying that she hadn't been feeling well, and that she was going to a spa in Yorkshire for rest and treatment. Hmm. Police were skeptical. And they left open the possibility that perhaps Agatha had taken her own life. They mm-hmm. dredged a local lake called the Silent Pool. That's terrifying. That's what I put. It's the creepiest name for a lake I've ever Don't heard. Don't go in that one. Local lore also said the lake was bottomless. Okay, no, thank so you. Definitely how not be, going no, in that how ever. Dredge it then. And <laughs> that's a very good point. How'd she get in there? They must have found out it wasn't. Agatha was not in the Oh, lake. she's not. Okay. So a week goes by and there are zero sightings of her. Absolutely no one has mm-hmm. seen Agatha since the night she left her home. But this is when everyone learns that Agatha had written three letters before she left home that night. Okay. One was to her secretary. And this one was given to police. It didn't have very much interesting information in it. It was basically just like normal stuff, okay. kind of like a schedule of things. It was right. almost Here are like the things I need to get done. Right. Yeah. I'm going to be gone. Here's some things to take care yeah. of. Yeah. Right. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good 
hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge NCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. gonna be so tangled not with this one nice. and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to TYMOBeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. But in that letter, there's one thing she said, I must get away. I cannot stay here much longer. Mm -hmm. But you can read that in a million different ways. Right. And it certainly doesn't sound. No, it just permanent. sounds like she was overwhelmed and yeah, she just she's needed been to a lot. get out for a hot minute. Yeah. The Clear second was to her brother-in-law, Archie's brother. Okay. Now, I'm unclear if this is the same letter that I already referenced. Right. But I don't think it is because people make a point that this letter was destroyed and we're not sure what was in it. Hmm. The third letter was to Archie and he refused to tell anyone what the letter said. What? Only that it was personal. Oh. And it was also destroyed. They didn't call out Nancy or nothing. I'm sure. Or nothing. Or nothing. Or nothing. So at this point, I don't think it was public knowledge that he had been having an affair. Mm. No one knew about it. And he said, I gotta get a rub of this. But water. Agatha knew. Obviously. Yeah. So police had three theories. One, Agatha had been abducted and or murdered. Oh. Two, Agatha died by suicide. Three, Agatha had deliberately disappeared. Hmm. Which... There's not very many other possibilities. <laughs> right. Like, what okay. else is it going to be? The fourth one would be, like, that she She's had an accident and, or some sort oh. of medical emergency, right? Right. Yeah. That's the only that would be I said there forever. Like, well, what else is there? Right. I guess there's that. Shouldn't take another lover into the attic or <laughs> <laughs> There were some more searches. Bloodhounds got involved. Spiritualists held a seance at Ooh. the chalk pit where her car had been found. Oh, my gosh. They determined that she had met foul play. Mm. people started wondering maybe she's in london maybe she's in disguise mm. sir arthur conan doyle uh -huh. a fellow mystery writer mm -hmm. he asks a clairvoyant to help and he mm -hmm. like gives the clairvoyant one of agatha's gloves he's like here use this go yeah go <laughs> do your thing do you get a sense of anything and then either nine or ten i'm not clear days after she disappeared the head waiter at the hydropathic hotel in harrogate yorkshire perfect Grace mm -hmm. calls police because he's like, you know what? There's this really outgoing, lively, charismatic South African guest here named Teresa Neal. Uh -huh. And uh, I think I think that's actually Agatha Christie. Oh. So Archie goes along with police oh, to he? the hotel and they take a seat in the corner of the hotel dining room. Okay. And he's sitting at this table and he watches as Agatha yeah. walks in. And she 
doesn't know they're there. And she takes a seat at a different table and she picks up a newspaper and uh-huh. reads the front page story about her Not own her. disappearance. Yeah. Archie gets up. This is my favorite part. Oh this my is like gosh. the sole reason that I was like, I'm definitely going to do oh this Oh my one. gosh. He gets up. He walks over to her table. And here's a quote. Witnesses noted a general air of puzzlement and <laughs> little recognition for the man to whom she had been married for nearly 12 years. <laughs> it's like that Mariah Carey meme. Like, no, don't know her. Don't no, know her. Don't know her. <laughs> she just walks over and she's like, and you are? Um, Can I help you? You I want my autograph? I don't know. Or- who are you? Yeah. yeah. There's a quote in a newspaper article about this that says that she had escaped detection so long is not regarded as particularly complimentary to the astuteness of the many thousands of police who have been out watching for her, <laughs> especially since she appears to have taken no steps to hide her identity beyond adopting a new name, which I also found wildly she's entertaining. Like, wear a wig or no, nothing. No, just just oh a different gosh. name. So okay. the mystery here is no one knows exactly what happened here right there's been speculation that she had a nervous breakdown due to losing her mother and finding out about her husband's uh-huh. affair um some people thought it was a publicity stunt hmm. but her secretary because they started saying this before they found her and the yeah. secretary adamantly denied this it's just like she's too much of a lady to ever right. do such a thing archie said his wife had suffered a concussion in the car accident oh. and had amnesia and two doctors later corroborated this story. okay i'm just not sure if they corroborated that she definitely had a concussion mm-hmm. or if they corroborated that, yes, sometimes a concussion cause amnesia. Not from possibly. an accident like this. Yeah. Archie also said he didn't know of any meaning behind the name that Agatha had used to check into the hotel. Mm. Teresa Neal. Yeah. Sometimes Tressa Neal, depending on the article. Yeah. And that his wife didn't know of any special meaning to it either. Really? But if you'll remember, Archie's girlfriend's name is Nancy, Nancy Neal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think this is just some like A plus level In trolling. Your face. I think I think Agatha was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> my name's Neil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nancy's my sister. Nancy. Uh-huh. Nancy's dad is quoted in the paper. Oh my gosh. As saying he had no idea why Agatha would use his family's name and that his daughter is super upset about it. Oh, really? <laughs> She's like in her room crying. And there's just no reason at all to associate Nancy with anything regarding Agatha's disappearance. Really? How absurd. So 15 months later, Agatha and Archie are divorced. Mm -hmm. Two years later, Agatha remarried to an archaeologist named Max Mallowan. How cool. And Archie remarried as well Mm -hmm. to Nancy. Oh, okay. Agatha never spoke about this incident. Uh, She did an interview once. At one time later, and she doesn't explain it then. She, huh. she at least discusses that it happened, but doesn't say why. Okay. Even in her autobiography, which wasn't published until after she died, she just like skims over it. Hardly even talks about the end mm-hmm. of her marriage. She just basically is like, there's no point in dwelling on it. Yeah. And there's a long. It's over. A friend of hers said, Agatha refused to talk about it to anyone. It was a real no go. Oh. So that's it. What a cool story. I could buy into the car mm-hmm. accident theory mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the last name right and i think it's possible because you know it said that the car had gotten away and the only thing that stopped it was the bushes mm-hmm. i wonder if she had like done something to like she had thought the car would go into chalk pit yeah and then once it ran to those bushes she was like gosh you know oh, i gotta get she's on. by herself so yeah. what could she do i think maybe she meant to fake her own death yeah i don't know what the plan was was she gonna maybe like leave there and go somewhere else and start I have no idea life? i don't know 
Was she, I mean, but she had that kid is what I keep thinking. Right. Like, but what about Rosalind? Were mm-hmm. you just going to leave Rosalind? Or, I mean, was she just trying to get Archie's attention? Yeah. Like, oh, you don't want me anymore? What if I was dead? Maybe she yeah. just want, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. I have no idea. But <laughs> the fact that she Neil. used Neil as the last name. And that the dad was like, I don't know why she do this. My daughter is so angry about it. Yeah. There's no reason to connect her to this. Why would you do that? And then they get married. I also think it's interesting that the hotel person that called um, described her as like lively and <laughs> outgoing because at least from what I have read about her as a child, she was she's pretty shy. Like, yeah, quiet. And quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, does she just like take on a different personality mm-hmm. just as a way of dealing with what she's yeah. dealing with? Or was she like maybe coming up with a new character? For or how much story? had she even thought through? Right. Even like, was it just she just needed to get away? Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. this. My mom has died. My husband is cheating on me right. with a 25-year-old. Exactly. I need to escape. And she was yeah. also on deadline for her fourth book. Mm. I don't know how much that was weighing on her, but yeah, maybe she just needed a break a from moment. her life. Yeah. yeah. How wild. Uh, Louise, thank you for sending yeah, that to us. Yeah, that's it so is, fun. It's really fascinating. There's so much I didn't know yeah. there. So, all right. We love you. So much. Goodbye. Bye.